0: Episode 29 of Guns, Guitars, and Barbells, Two Tools Talking About Three Tools. I'm Josh Thompson. And I'm Colton Mara Merrill. Uh, and today we have Megan Snaringer with us on the podcast today. Uh, she is a school psychologist, and she will be talking with us about her experiences in the workforce.
1: Wow, yeah. And Megan, uh, if you want to golf, but you don't want to endure the terrible weather that we've been having lately, where would you go?
2: Well, I have done the Fall League at Birdies and Brews. And my husband and I go there all the time and visit Lonnie. And so we love it there.
1: Heck yeah. And uh, did you know that you could use promo code GGB to get $5 off each session? Now I do. Now you do. I mean, Birdies and Brews, I can't say enough good things about it. They've got three state-of-the-art golf simulators loaded with high-tech sensors that provide golfers of all levels the best experience possible. You can play up to 70 premier courses including pebble beach old st andrews whistling Straits, or work on your short game while playing party games like cornhole beer pong or darts on the simulators as well if you're looking up your game get great technical feedback with ball speed and flight path by using any of the 10 driving ranges we they offer hourly tee times multiple leagues and corporate and holiday events and much much more Whew. How do you feel about that, Josh? What do you think? You know what? You know what I think? I'm going to go to Breeze and Brews. You sold me. They have a lot to offer. Yeah, they do. They have quite a bit to offer. Alrighty, let's get into it. You're going to get drunk in the tacos. That's all I've ever wanted to do. Stand on the box, stomp your
2: feet, start clapping, got a real good feeling. So I'm about to. Hi, Megan. Hi, Josh.
0: How are you doing?
2: Good. I'm good tonight. Thanks for having me.
0: Welcome to Guns, Guitars, and Barbells. What a nice evening we have to do this. Quite a nice evening. (laughs) Quite (laughs) a nice (laughs) evening. All right, Megan. Well, um, just let us know who you are. I mean, I know who you are, but uh, let us know who you are. Tell us about yourself, like where you're from, what you do, what's your background, hobbies even. Just let us know.
2: Okay, well, I was born and raised in Bertrand, Nebraska, which is a really tiny town, about 700 people, 800 people, um, 15 miles west of Holdridge, so not too far from Kearney. Okay, Um, Raised on a ranch farm co-op, and so kind of like a farm girl, Tom girl Mm -hmm. my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I had a class of like 20 people, and I think I graduated with everybody I went to kindergarten with, so just like a super tight-knit community is what Mm -hmm. I was raised in. Um, and then did like 4-H, a lot of cattle stuff, all that good stuff. And then wanted to be a nurse, so I went to Fort Hayes State University out of Kansas. And it's got a <laughs> dose of the world there. So, cause there's lots of clubs there, there's lots of diversity. And, yeah. um, and then I decided to come back to UNK to be closer to family and uh, figured out I did not like nursing because I don't like blood, (laughs) so I don't know how I didn't know that before, (laughs) but, um, and then I changed my major seven times in undergrad and still graduated in four years, which I am pretty proud of, so, because that's a lot of times change your major, Um, and it went all over the place, like nursing or radiology technician, which is kind of the same, but and then wildlife biology, psychology
0: holy cow i can't even
2: remember what else i did but i ended up with criminal justice and psychology and i was actually one of the first ones at unk to combine those two and now they made a criminology major there which is the combination of criminal justice and psychology and so i was kind of one of the first students to ever like
0: combine the two
2: and tell people that they do have something you know to do with each other so that's amazing so yeah and when i was an undergrad um, in criminal justice, I worked for, uh, the Buffalo County probation okay. uh, office. And so I actually started out working with sex offenders and I did classes with them. Um, lots of different classes. I helped them get their GEDs or make resumes or worked on skills of like talking and conversing with people interpersonal personal skills. Was that kind of like, scary? Um, I have to tell you, I'm not a very scared person. Oh, fair enough. So, but- I
0: could see that actually. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, and like I did a lot of self-defense classes and it worked out a lot and I just didn't have a lot of fear to be honest. Um, But once I got like older now and I have a child, I'm starting (laughs) to get more fear. It's kind of weird Um, And so, you know, I used to be like a thrill seeker. I loved scary movies horror films like roller coasters And I Mm -hmm. still and I'm getting a little bit more of a scaredy-cat, but (laughs) Back in the day, I I I loved it because I just I love the psychology behind Mm -hmm. um, What why these people do what they do and how can I help them change that?
0: That is interesting. Um, Holy cow.
2: Yeah, and um and then there was a position that opened up where I could go to the YRTC, which is like the youth rehabilitation center yeah. here in town, right, yeah, yeah. not too far from here. And so I went to the YRTC on Saturdays and taught classes with them and I learned a lot. Like mm-hmm. I learned all about, you know, the gangs in Nebraska and around Nebraska because there would be rival gang members. And I had to not place them in the same group, of course. or we would have contention in our groups, so and yeah. it wouldn't get much well, done. Well, how do you so, find out
0: who's in what game? Who's in what game?
2: They will let you know. Oh, that's <laughs> all. Yeah. I, mean, they I didn't t- know if there was like a, yeah. yeah. I
0: didn't know if there was like a sign they held or a special yeah. tattoo or something.
2: Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> they were proud. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but they let you know. Um, and I just had to say, I, I love going to the YRTC. I went last year and did some evaluations there too. And whatever chance I have to go, I will. Um, working with those kids one on one, a lot of these kids have really great hearts and yeah. really great skills. Um, you know, they come from usually traumatic backgrounds or just something in their environment that, that they're getting into. And so uh, they are they do they are great kids. And I think sometimes they are looked at poorly by society because of where they are. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I got lots of experience with criminal justice, and in that world, and kind of decided that that was like um, already after they had an offense, and you're trying to rehabilitate them. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to work with kids before they got there, so more prevention. Okay. And helping instill those skills. I'd be a little
0: bit more proactive about yeah. it. Yeah, that makes sense. My
2: supervisor at the time told me, "Well, there's a school psychology program at UNK, and I think you'd be a great school psychologist." And I was like, okay, and I didn't even know what a school psychologist was until (laughs) after I got in, you know, said, yes, I'm going to do it the first semester in grad school. And I was like, wait, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) So it took a while, but I figured it out. And yeah, so ever since then, I did um, school psychology is quite an intense program. And so it's an education specialist. Yeah. So it's like... One step higher than a master's and one step lower than a doctorate. So oh wow! Yeah, that's three intense. years of intensive grad school. That's so okay. yeah, most oh. masters is thirty-six hours, and this one is seventy-two.
0: So, so, so school, uh, school psychology, kind yep. of like a dream job.
2: Like it it's is. Yeah, yeah. It's just
0: something you discovered.
2: Yep, it's I fell into it um, because I've always known I wanted to work with kids that were at risk, or you know, advocating for kids that don't have a voice, and. It, so that's what I do every single day. Wow. And so, yeah, it's a dream job. Um, you know, I remember my dad, he's in the, like, the, he's like a conservative minded, you know, small town guy that yeah. never grew up in Nebraska, never left Nebraska, or uh, Bertrand, Nebraska, you know, and yeah. like never's really been out of Nebraska, never been out of the country. Right. And he always said, you know, you, you have to work, you live for the weekend. So you're mm. not going to enjoy your life during when you're working or during the week. You're only going to enjoy your life on the weekend. Yeah. And I set out to prove him wrong. I was like, I'm yeah. going to get a job yeah, that I'm awesome. going to love every single day. And I do have that. Yeah. Like, I would never want to be anything else. So
0: that's pretty common for those farm kids. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot yeah. of them end up back on the farm. Yeah. Because that's just what they've accepted and how they, how they know it, you know? Yeah. Very yeah. close minded. That's
1: definitely a mentality that I grew up around.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: And so, like, mental health wasn't something that you really talked about in those small-town communities. And there wasn't a lot of support there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that even, I mean, it's always been around. There's, like, one in four kids. So, one in five kids have a mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then only half of those get help for it. And oh, wow. where they get help is the schools. Cause, yeah, yeah, of course.
0: And well, so, that's where they're at the most. Exactly. You know?
2: Yep. Yeah. And so it's a lot more common. The pandemic has showed us that mental health is a lot more common and it's more talked about now. And so um, they used to say like a therapist was a dime a dozen in Kearney. Yeah. Like no therapist could fill a caseload. And so you would never have a job as a therapist here. Now every single therapist has a wait list and it takes months to get into a therapist and you think so.
0: COVID definitely had an impact oh, on sure. that yeah 100 yeah, percent, for sure well i mean people it's just all of a sudden they were isolated yeah. away from everything away from everybody thrown off their routine yeah. that messes with a lot i mean it messed with me a little bit even i was yeah. just like yeah. oh my gosh what is going on
2: and imagine kids like so um think about third graders
0: oh geez their
2: last normal year of school was kindergarten yeah so oh I mean, my gosh yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't even think about that. Yeah, right. So.
2: Yeah. And if you think about kids where, like, they need to socialize. Because you already had those socialization skills, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, you know. No, um, I but kids that are learning that, and they're at yeah. home on screens,
1: yeah.
2: like, they miss a huge chunk of socialization skills. And we are seeing that. So, last year was kind of a year where everyone was relieved to be back with each other. Mm-hmm. And now yeah, this yeah. year, I've seen the struggles so much worse than I did last year. But...
0: Wow, that's that's honestly a crazy fact to even think about that third graders didn't get any of that social interaction. So it's like kind of going into their third grade year is almost like kindergarten's going into their first year kind of thing you know they're not used mm-hmm. to seeing all those kids in one place it's like oh i don't know what to do mm-hmm. but like when i was a third grader i was a little crackhead Wanted to talk to everybody you know <laughs> <laughs> i already had two years of socializing so i wanted to yeah. do more you know mm-hmm. yeah that's that's weird to think about oh my gosh
1: yeah
2: attention has been something that's been really really difficult um for kids now and it's just been how they're raised. It's changed, so we have to kind of have to change how we're teaching them. Mm-hmm. And we've had you know teachers in the field for years and years, and they say like, oh, we can't teach these new kids, these new wave of kids. And um, and so you know, and that's one of the things that I do is help problem solve and help figure out like how can we make learning engaging to the mm-hmm. kids that are used to so much stimuli and no wait time. Because if you think about it. We have Hulu and Netflix that you don't oh, really have yeah. commercials. So you don't even have to wait to watch your shows anymore. No, no, no. And they have an iPad at their disposal. So if they're like, huh, I wonder what this is, they don't have to wait to ask someone a question. They just Google it right away. So there's no wait time anymore.
0: We live in a different so. world. Yeah. <laughs> Things are moving so much faster. That's crazy. Yeah. That's why I kind of like, I mean, I you probably won't hear this very often, but I kind of think COVID had its benefits in just slowing everything down and kind of, almost hitting the reset button and now everyone like i feel like most people aren't taking the things for granted that they did before you know what i'm saying i could just kind of enjoy now things that mm-hmm. i didn't before just seeing people
2: and I think there are definitely people yeah. that took the positives out of it and are able to be like those optimistic glass-half-full kind of people Yeah, and then I think those are people that struggle and are pessimistic or they have you know anxiety um, mm-hmm. I know kids are still struggling with like, They're worried about dying from COVID still yeah. to this day mm-hmm. in the schools and so they're not coming to school as much, so their attendance has dropped significantly, and so that's huge learning gap. So you kind of see on both ends of the like the spectrum. Yeah. And um, how do you help all of that? It's you know it's kind of
0: Spe- hard. To yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of, the, did you have something to say?
1: Sorry. Oh, just like it's just crazy how like I mean, suicide rates are up, mm-hmm. depression's up. It's like every single thing except for COVID rates. So it's like, why are we yeah. prioritizing COVID over everything else? Yep. Yeah, it just doesn't. It's crazy.
0: What were you gonna say? Um, so you mentioned anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one of our previous episodes. We talked a little bit about anxiety. We didn't get crazy about it because, I mean, we understand it to a certain extent because everyone has a f- form of anxiety. I I believe everyone gets anxious every now and then. But like, mm-hmm. I think I I mean it's definitely more prevalent. This day and age, especially in the younger generations, and I th- we talked about this in one of our previous episodes. We think a big, big cause of that is access to more technology and social media, and like how quick everything is available. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talked about how we think that's just like a big trigger, and how it's kind of showing more prevalence in kids having anxiety. Yeah, you know, and I didn't know if you agreed with that or not. You being a professional,
2: yeah. Well, and and so. You say everyone has anxiety, and I would say, like, everyone has anxious feelings under stressors. Yes. Yes. Um, Anxiety is a mental health diagnosis that is having anxious, nervousness, panic attacks under normal circumstances. Mm. And so um, that's the difference between that. So, we all can have anxious feelings um, under stressors, and that would be considered like a normal stress response. Um, People with diagnosed anxiety and 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 I should preference that as a school psychologist. I do not diagnose anxiety I'm not a clinical psychologist Mm -hmm. or a a medical professional I am trained in seeing signs of anxiety in kids Mm, signs of ADHD all those um, health concerns depression and um, Can help the parents? Know where to go if they need that or help the 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 Kids at school help them with their mental health and mental well-being of course, Uh, but not to get too much of that and go back on the anxiety thing (laughs) I think that screen time does play an effect into it and actually I went to a conference last year that they had the Canada has done the biggest research on how screen time has affected our young population Okay, and it's been the only really research out there right now because it's such a new thing and Mm -hmm. you it's hard to do because you have to have parents agree to giving their kid lots of screen time to see the effects and that could be be damaging and so parents have to agree to that and so what they had did is they had a population of kids three to five that had Two hours of screen time a day with no interruptions. just It, is, it was like iPad in their face kind of oh, screen time. wow. And then they had ages 3 to 5 with maybe 30 minutes of TV but no more a day. And they did that for two years and saw the effects. And this is where parents that are like, oh, I have to take away screens. That's going to be hard on me because – trying to be nice, but then they have to parent, right? (laughs) Yeah, So screens have become a babysitter, kind of. That's what I was going to say. But but it's like (laughs) I have to take away the screens, they're going to see it as a punishment, they want to play their games, they want to play their video games, all this. And I said, well, if it's any kind of um, comfort to you, is that they had shown that balanced screen time is equivalent effects to no screen time. Mm, Obviously those increased screen times had a big effect on kids, and it was their socialization skills. They were not good at socializing with other peers. They couldn't, you know, like sharing their emotional regulation. Like they lost their brain and would like have big behavior. Wow. Um, to, to small problems. But the balance screen time, and what I mean by balance, and this is what I help um, parents with is a, a healthy diet for your kid is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do talk, I mean, and I'm thinking about like even us at the gym, we talk about exercise and health and those yep. kind of things. And so I do talk about sleep you know, exercise, health, fam, quality family time, and screen time. And you kind of like build or you write down everything that you do in your household that you believe is important with your family. And if you're doing each one of those things the same amount of time, that's balance.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. And that's
2: better than screen homework, screen time, bed, and no mm-hmm. quality time. I think that's what we're missing is the quality time. The quality time. Yeah. time sit down we eat supper at a table we look each other in the eyes no phones Mm -hmm. no tv that's that's a thing kind of and that's the best quality
0: time you can have right that's awesome wow so you talk about a good balance being um better Mm -hmm. but it's not the best right do you think like even more limited screen time almost no screen time would be the best
2: Balanced screen time is the equivalent Isn't... to no screen time. Oh, it so is the, I think okay. it's okay, okay to have yeah. some screen time. Okay, that's yeah, funny.
1: that's fair. Then. And you don't that's want fair. them, like, if they're, like, left out and they're all their friends are on TikTok and everything yeah. and referencing things that are in, like, popular culture yeah. and then they're left out, then I feel like that would have negative consequences. It right?
0: would, yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And here's a struggle, though, is, like... I can see
1: that. Parents want to control
2: like what books are being in the library these days and all this. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to let your kids have TikTok, you need to be aware that they can look up so much things on that app. And so I would say no TikTok until teenager. And I'm sorry, but I I deal with kids every single day that are bawling or something is um, unregulated because they're dysregulated because of something on TikTok has influenced them to act a certain way oh
0: yeah and they there's been some stupid tiktoks out there there's some crazy
2: ones yeah
0: oh my goodness like
1: the reason i got on
2: tiktok is to know what the kids are watching (laughs)
1: what they're getting into yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. is that like scary for you like it's literally it's stuff that it's hard to quit watching like the cringy stuff i feel like that's just going to shape their minds into just like being completely dull like, yeah it's just yeah. so like the cringy like, 10 second, yeah. like you guys remember the tiktok ads from like a year ago oh good where they're like every single ad on snapchat was i mean just the worst thing you could have ever watched <sighs> like those were the reasons and i some didn't of them download were, like it. hard to quit watching yeah, and then well, that's yeah that like became what uh, the younger generation likes to watch mm-hmm. i don't know they didn't grow up on like intelligent like sick well i don't know about intelligent but like they grew up on like (laughs) seinfeld or the office or stuff where they're watching humans interact they're watching people move their arms to a weird song
0: yeah i I would call like the seinfeld and that you know the old comedy shows Mm -hmm. like i would call that creative humor yeah you know like you're watching people socially interact yeah and their humor actually had some thought behind it Mm -hmm. these TikToks that kids are now like Doing because they're dares or whatever, or you know, Simon says whatever the frick it is. There's no thought behind it. There's like, what's the next stupidest thing I can do mm-hmm. because this 13 year old will laugh at it. Yeah. Oh, just oh. like
1: what you said, like they don't have to wait for ads, right? and if they, yeah, do, yeah very that's short. true. Yeah,
0: and and their attention spans don't have to be very long either, yeah. right? I mean, right. T- an average TikTok is what five, six seconds, maybe. I don't know right. how long they are, but they just keep swiping they don't have to pay attention and if that carries into the classroom i feel like that just makes it even harder
2: and you know what i truly think it all has to do is that we are seeking love and connection so much in this world and they're getting a false sense of hope with like TikToks mm-hmm. because if they oh, get a wow. like they see that as that person loves me and that's how they're trying to internalize it and um kids and, and adults these days too and like our age i would even say like our self-concept is so much more negative than in the past. And yeah. if you want to know why that is, is because we have – Less responsibilities than they did before us. Like they before us, they had to work hard to make their money. They didn't get, they didn't have all these things just given to them. They had to work for them. So that's responsibility. That's a sense of pride. That's intrinsic motivation that was built. And what that does is it wires your brain to say, like, I'm a hard worker. I have grit. I have resilience. Mm -hmm. And these days, it's they are getting that quickly without working hard through a social media app but it's not doing the right wires. It's doing the wires of like I am like a little tiny I am a zero. My co- my self oh. concept is zero unless I get so many likes. I
0: can see that. So. Wow. Well, that's why it's a red heart whenever you like something. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's crazy. Yeah. That was deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense though when you put it like that. Yeah. Wow. There's just like it's crazy to just when you look at the timeline generation to generation to just see how like minds and attitudes and like you said, the grit and the mm-hmm. toughness, how it's just developed. And yeah. I don't want to
2: seem all negative about it. It's no, it's just yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah, I mean, and we need it. to and, and it's not I don't know if we need yeah, we need to change some things, but I think we need to change on like how we show our kids love and we need to change how we're teaching them and we need to build them up. And you know, I don't, I'm not, it's not all doom and gloom. Like we just have to realize we're not there anymore. We have a new generation of kids. So we have to change the ways we used to teach and the ways we used to interact with our kids and now, you know, work from there. Yeah.
0: Well, and it all comes down to, you know, the parents, the school administrators, the teachers, things like that. (laughs) And um, I kind of want to lead into like talking, speaking of like how we're teaching our kids, uh, are you allowed to speak on, like, critical race theory and stuff like that?
2: Um, I can't tell you. I I really even delve into critical race theory oh, before. Okay. Yeah. I've had uh, school board members and people ask my opinions on it, and I've kind of stayed out of it because yeah. I guess – my my passion and how i do every day is i go into the schools and i look at a child and i start from the basics so have you heard of maslow's hierarchy of needs ah yeah. uh, yes yeah yes, so yes. like is this child taken care of so are they safe are they fed? Do they have a shelter? Mm-hmm. And then the next is: Are they loved? Do they feel a sense of belonging? Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of kids are missing. So it's like yeah. I could spend my time researching this stuff and like getting into the politics of it, or I could spend my time: What does this kid need, and how can I help them there? I like that. And then and and bringing the positivity. Do a lot more foundational it. about
0: it. Yeah, That's I, really so,
1: cool. I believe that, like if you give them a good foundation, like the rest will sort itself out. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: 100%. So academic-wise, I don't come in. and So if someone is saying that they have either a behavior concern with a kid or an academic concern, I always start with the base. I start at the very foundation and work my way up mm-hmm. because if the kid is not sleeping at night, if the kid is hungry, how can that kid learn that complicated mm-hmm. no, kind of problem? you can't. You know what I mean? So that's where we have to start. And each child, you have to look at them as a whole child and not just a piece of what that child is. So.
0: Wow, you! I love that perspective. Holy cow! Like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people can take that and run with it. That was pretty good. Yeah, I guess. I guess the reason I asked you that is because, mm-hmm. um, I guess, when it comes to critical racing, so not just that, but like any early exposure to things that are that complex and that like political per mm-hmm. se, um, that kind of early exposure, I feel like. Um, mm, maybe puts the kid's head in a different place where it shouldn't be when maybe you're trying to build that foundation, when you're maybe trying to focus on all the basics, you know, that early exposure might kind of knock them off the track a little bit like, oh my gosh, I need to make this a priority because this is what we're learning about, you know? Mm -hmm. So I didn't know if you thought that maybe that early exposure would affect the development process when trying to build that foundation.
2: Um I mean it could, but Yeah. I guess here's like my focus is like if you don't my whole thing is relationships oh okay so if i don't have a relationship with a kid why should they trust me and listen to me that makes sense and so like if i come in and i'm trying to address an issue with a child or or their change their beliefs or whatever i guess i just start at building a relationship with them and then seeing where they're, and then we can get into that stuff if we need to. That's I've never good. found that yeah, get in the way though. I've never oh, found. Okay. It's more with the adults and the politics. It's not affecting yeah. the kids unless yeah. the adults are putting it in kids' heads. But that's not even a that's that, not even being talked about right now. That so. comes.
0: That just comes to the parents, not you. That yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that answered my question. I hope so. I don't really <laughs> no,
2: know. <laughs> no, I'm that's trying to a, stay away a, from it, as you can see. Don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that stuff's hard because it's always ever changing so you don't know how that could age if you threw your opinion out bluntly so you gotta be careful about putting stuff out like stuff I just say honestly
2: the politics are not why I'm in education like I'm in it for the kids I advocate for the kids that's right Um, I like that I like that a lot yeah.
0: yeah that's good that's good you're in it for the right reasons then
2: yeah, and I would say, like, so there's a shortage in school psychologists. Oh. Bad shortage. Wow. I mean, um, we've been trying to get two school psychs at um, where I work. And, um, I mean, maybe we've had two applicants all year. I can't remember. That, but there's a huge shortage in teachers, too. Like, in education, there's a tremendous shortage. There's tremendous turnover because um, it's hard to be in. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in it for the right reasons, you're not going to last in it. So, wow. like, that's yeah. why I want to, like, my goal this year, this next year, my professional goal is to recruit people that are passionate about kids, that mm-hmm. want to be those change makers, yeah. that want to work with kids, that believe that like, education is important, but mental health is even more important. Mm-hmm. That helping a person at just Looking at a human and loving that human for who they are and bringing out their best qualities and strengths is the most important thing, and so that's why you should be a school psychologist. That's why you should be a teacher. That's and like really just helping yeah. recruit those people because I know they're out there. They might just not know like what a school psych does. You know, well, I it could
0: sure. just like you. You just fell into it. You didn't even know what it was. Nope. So Do probably, you guys
2: know what a school psychologist was?
0: Not really. I've,
1: I've yeah. heard of it, but like yeah. I've never had it explained like this. So
2: yeah. yeah Most people I mean, think it's a school counselor. I mean, completely different. That's roles. exactly yeah. the kind of thing I was yeah, thinking. It's like,
0: are I mean. you a counselor? Yeah. Like, no. Oh. So okay. like and I didn't
2: even define what a school psychologist is, but it is uh, well, it's like a huge definition, honestly, because <laughs> we work with yeah. lots of components, but um, <clears throat> we're either hired by like a school district or a service agency, mostly in Nebraska, I will say. Some people are private practice and medical in other states usually. Right. Um But we work with the school and the kids and the families and the teachers at all levels. So we work, we can work systems level. So we can look at the school's processes and help consult with them and figure out what is the best curriculum um, based on research. We're very scientific, that psychologist, you know, scientific research minded. Um, And then also like, what are our supports in our school to help our kids that are not succeeding and how are we gonna build them up and support Mm them? Um, A lot of times I'm the liaison between the families and the school. So, um, I build relationships with the families and I trust in the families and we work together with the schools, um, to create a plan for their kid. Cause Mm -hmm. right. The whole child, whole community, we should bring in all the people in the community. If that's a doctor, if that's a therapist, if that's a probation officer, if that's the family, all of us should be on a team for this kid. Um, and a lot of times I facilitate that. And then, um, Like, I'm working with classrooms. So, like, classroom management strategies, behavior management strategies. They're different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different things that go into a classroom. Um, And then overall school climate. Like, there's one school this year that I had to work on the school climate because it was not a good like everybody was being toxic and not mm-hmm. and not liking where they're working. And so changing things in that climate to make people happier at work. Okay. Um,
0: so climate isn't referring to temperature. No, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> your, okay. your work environment, you
1: know, Oh
0: and yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is, yeah, that's really cool that I like that your uh, service, like a liaison between the parents and the teachers, because mm-hmm. like, I mean, not to like get into politics, but more politics gets involved in schools. It really seems like I know a lot of people that are education majors, that really feel like one political party, and um, like an overwhelming amount of parents are kind of against the teachers. Like I'm almost seeing like a divide as years go on. Um, I don't know if you see that at all, but like it seems like people are on their own islands, kind of. Um, teachers are getting a little bit more defensive. As well as parents. I don't know. If I can see that. Um, yeah, I can
0: see that too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can see that with the things that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's not as bad in Nebraska as it is in other states. And so we're, I'm thankful mm-hmm. for that. Oh, yeah. Um, And sometimes, you know, if I'm working with a kid that has challenging behaviors, you know, that's, that's frustrating and exhausting on the teacher as well as the parents. Sometimes mm-hmm. they can be at odds with each other. So yeah. I work on building that relationship back. We, we I call it a repair. Mm-hmm. So if I come in and they're just saying like, this child throws desk and he does this and this, fix it. <laughs> Cause I have yeah. a magic wand, right? <laughs> yeah. um, I always start with, well, what does your relationship look like with the child and the parents? And then I get silence. Of I'm course. Like, well, that's where we're going to start. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm not going to pull the child out of class. I'm not going to make them do a one-on-one curriculum or intervention when it's probably mostly relationship driven, which is mm-hmm. hard to hear. And it does, I mean, they say, um, if a flower isn't blooming, do you fix the flower? Or do you fix the environment?
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good nail to hit right off the bat. You have to
2: change the environment to to help that kid thrive. And how are you going to do that?
0: Yeah. So let's say, um, I'm not going to get too specific, but let's say a kid doesn't have the best relationship in his his or her environment outside of school. Mm -hmm. How do you even help with that?
2: Oh, my gosh. I see that. So many times. I was going
0: to say, I feel like you do work with a lot time. of kids like that.
2: So you know what I try to focus on because so trauma is a huge thing that I work with all the time and yeah. all the time. Um, and it's a lot, a lot of kids go through, through trauma, mm-hmm. um, Because trauma, we can't define trauma. Only that person that goes through that stressor can define it as traumatic. Of course. So one kid that has their parents get divorced, that may be super traumatic to them. Another kid that their parents get divorced, it may not be traumatic to them. They may Mm -hmm. be okay with it. Okay. So um, if a kid has come from a traumatic um, family or like the environment isn't their safe place, what I focus on is the school is their safe place. Okay, and I can't control what happens outside of the building, but I can control how safe and welcome and love they feel in the building. Okay, and so that's if I don't focus on that, I will get burned out.
0: Yeah, and that's the probably the best approach you can take. Yeah. that situation or
2: if the parent wants parent training i'm always willing to do that i do that's, have a, okay that's I a good a single resource dad that i work with that we do some parent training training with his child and it's done wonders but he wants that if the parents don't want that i can't force him to do well, and,
0: that you know good on him for wanting that yeah. you know because i yeah. feel like a lot of parents out there especially your like really young parents that maybe even had a kid when they're a teenager don't even know how to handle the parenting, right, you know? So right. having having that kind of a resource is very very beneficial. I think. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: And then I work. Sorry. And then that, like no, I was okay, talking about yeah. that, I work with kids one on one too. But it's like social emotional coaching is what I call it because I don't I don't do therapy because I'm not a licensed mental health therapist. And yeah. If things are like getting into more of that field, then I will refer them to an LMHP or or somewhere else. But I I kind of like to call it social emotional coaching. Okay. Because I do a yeah. lot of. Things with kids to help them get through their day and monitor kids but then also a large part of my job is testing or evaluation for special education services so if that child has an educational disability and needs yeah like I don't know if you guys are familiar with IEPs or
0: individual. no I'm not okay. I actually no so
2: children that are struggling in school that have gone through supports that aren't making Any gains um, sometimes get referred for special education services and so I go in and I do cognitive assessments So IQ your brain abilities your brain powers. Okay, and then we do academic assessments And so these assessments are given to thousands of kids their age So we can see where they fall compared to peers and we there's certain criteria that they have to hit to to have an educational disability Hmm. There are 13 different categories in Nebraska um, autism is one of them. And so I figure you guys know what that
0: is. Yeah, I'm yeah, going, yeah I, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, no. um, that's it's good. That's Autism
2: good. Awareness Week and National or in, uh, World Autism Day on April 2nd. So That's awesome. But,
0: and it's the Final Four on April 2nd wow. as well. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a big day. I didn't day. know that. That's a big <laughs> day. Yeah, I didn't know but, it was yeah. Autism <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So, no, so how many, like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know how big of a school you work in, but do you get a lot, a lot of traffic? Do you see a lot of kids? <laughs> throughout your even your week
2: so oh you mean for not for disvaluations, but just no do you just like day? yeah do you
0: just see a lot <laughs> yeah. of kids yeah oh
2: yeah yeah so and i have an open door policy and i yeah. love love kids so and i spend my lunch with kids i don't oh. i don't take a break from kids yeah, right that's nice. and so i spend my lunch i have groups i have girls groups and boys groups and preteen groups and (laughs) oh wow you have all the groups and yeah that's awesome so um i'm always all kid i mean in one of my smaller districts where i do more than just evaluations because i have the time to yeah um i do a lot of like one-on-ones with kids or i problem solve with them in a day if they're having a crisis they come to me they can take a break with me i do emotional regulation like all these Mm -hmm. different things um with my high school kids Sometimes I, I monitor, um, especially because with ADHD, like I'll monitor their homework throughout the week and help them make lists and teach them how to like plan and organize and things wow. like that. So I would say from, and I always hit my steps every day. I'm, <laughs> I'm moving like <laughs> a crazy person. But from the minute I get to school to the minute I leave, there's not like probably five minutes I have to myself. Wow. And that's okay with me because every day is different. And I feel like well, I. you love it. Yeah, you do, love it. Like I feel like I made a difference. With somebody for that day. Yeah. So,
1: wow. is it hard to connect with? I mean, you must be seeing so many different kids. Mm-hmm. I know that I w- I've interned as strength and conditioning coach. I've accepted a job to be a strength and conditioning coach. Josh is obviously a CrossFit coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of like p- like athletes. I'm just speaking for you. I feel like yeah. this is you're probably going to be view. right. Yeah. I mean, the amount of kids you see, you mean a lot to them because they only see um, maybe a couple coaches whenever they come work out. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing like we are. We're seeing. Like I mean it can be upwards like over a hundred hundred people. So yeah hundreds and then So it might be hard to remember their names or remember like hey what's going on in their life Is it hard for you to like connect with all these kids on a daily um, basis?
2: I think that's why I'm a strong school psychologist because my number one priority is relationships, and interpersonal personal skills. My mm-hmm. uh, some people get into school psychology because they like the science behind it and the cognitive testing. Yeah, and I like it because I like kids. So mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you, I've never forgot a kid's name, and oh, I know wow. intimate details about each of them. Wow. Like I, I make sure to yeah. know, <laughs> I make sure to know their likes, and I remember it. I think I just have a good memory, mm-hmm. maybe, but yeah. I remember like that kid, like that's a really. I can tell you, I can sit here and name all these kids and exactly what they want to do when they grow up and what they like and who they're favorite person is. And and I, and I just take the time to ask them those questions, I mm-hmm. guess. And and teachers don't have that privilege a lot. I yeah. mean, they can get to know their kids in a way, but they have a lot more kids than I do mm-hmm. um, because I usually only work the, with the kids with needs. But you're right. I mean, it's, it's that many kids that I worked with. But I can even tell you three years ago, the kids I worked with when I at my old school and their needs. And it's kind of cool well, actually here's a story so this year um so three or four years ago i was at a different district i worked for a district and not mm-hmm. where i work now in a different town and i had the parent found me that i work here in carney yeah and she called my place of business and she had said i just want to tell can you pass this along to megan snare school psychologist well i was Megan Gregg back then i made a name and she's like Um, My son had told me this year that he was going to commit suicide and that the only reason that he didn't it was because of me
0: Oh my god, so I mean
2: like and I they told me the name of this kid and I didn't remember him at first
0: Oh my goodness and because
2: he wasn't one of my frequent flyers and he wasn't one of my Mm. identified kids and he I mean he wasn't one of my weekly counseling kids He was a kid that when he would feel down I would walk the track with him and we talk about What's going on? Oh. Yeah, that was it. That's all it takes. Oh,
0: so, wow. That yeah. kind of just hit me in the heart a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Wow. Oh, dude, that just had to have, like, you just make such good connections with those kids. And having that skill to where you're just not forgetting and where you're learning about them and actively, like, engaging with them mm-hmm. has to just give them the confidence of, a like, a, a God. Like, they, I bet they just feel so good knowing that there's somebody that cares because yeah, not it's a lot amazing. of
2: people actively listen to you these days they're no. distracted if you pull out a phone and check your phone in the midst or any time during the conversation you have <laughs> sorry. right sorry but with <laughs> with a kid if you do that when you're talking to a kid yeah they yeah. immediately shut down in their brains that i'm not important oh. in this moment and i don't do that yeah. i'm actively listening so i'm looking at them i'm not like, that's I'm, amazing doing those therapy skills of reflecting and summarizing and sometimes challenging them so wow yeah and you guys have great opportunities in your line of work too because if you think about it like what you do and like even like hairdressers and all those people you are making human connections and you're talking Mm -hmm. but you have a great you're not they're not there to talk to you about their problems they're there to work out they're there to build their muscles and so it's a distraction. So they feel more comfortable sharing their problems. That's true. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys hear a lot oh, more and, yes. you're, and you're, are you equipped to know how to handle that? Maybe not all the time, but if you just treat them as like humans and how you would want mm-hmm. someone to care and, and those empathy skills, like yeah. you're making a huge difference too. So,
0: I mean, you can ask most of my friends. I'm like, I am hardly on my phone at all throughout the day, mm-hmm. just cause no, yeah. kind of like your situation. It's like people all the time, especially mm-hmm. kids coming through. It's like, I mean i'm like one of the younger coaches so i'm like cool and i'm like you know i'm like one of the younger cool coaches okay. so all yeah. the kids no no Easy. i'm going somewhere with this Mister. Oh. i'm going somewhere with this okay so it's like and i and i find it easier to connect with the younger generation than like mm-hmm. trevor dakota would and so they they like they really do look up to me a lot and like whenever they walk through the doors i'm like the first coach they go to to talk to talk to mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not going to give you any names, but I know like kids will just come up to me like, yeah, my day at school today wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're just like, I'm like the first one they come to. It's because I've it's listened
2: like, to you before, Josh, and you do a great job. You validate their feelings every time they talk to you. And you make them feel heard. Mm-hmm. And then you encourage them. Every time I've heard him talk to a kid. Aww. And I don't know. You probably don't even know that I'm like, I, I yeah, pick up on that stuff awesome. just because I, that's, I absorb yeah. everything in my environment. Yeah. So like, and I've seen you do that multiple occasions. And yeah. I think that's why they're seeking you out is because you're not dismissing them. You're not giving them talks of positivity of like, it's okay. Just get over it. You'll be yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. You were like validating like, that would be hard. This, and you use personal experience. Sorry. I, it's like, yeah, no, I'm that's creepy amazing. on you. I didn't even know you this. noticed
0: that. Right, right, yeah. Holy cow. So, and I don't
2: know if you know you're doing that. No. But you are doing <laughs> no. all those steps of building a really good connection. So. Holy cow, yeah. yeah. That's
0: just, that's, just, that's probably going to be your situation too. Well, I don't know,
1: them, dude. You're the you you're the most like bubbly, like friendly person. Like when you're here, like it is impressive. I was gonna compliment you with that.
0: It's a lot of energy. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, meant, yeah. it meant more coming from Megan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: no.
2: But I'd also say it's like important to take care of yourself too. Because yeah. like having talking all those conversations and all those um deep the deeper conversations. And having to validate other people can feel like leave you feeling empty sometimes. So it's yeah. important to surround yeah. yourself with good people that will fill you back up. And knowing your boundaries of, like, today I need to visit with this person to get my bucket filled. Or I need to take five minutes of being by myself. Right. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so, yeah. fair, too. Yeah, you always have to focus Maybe. on yourself, too. Because
2: compassion fatigue is real.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you're expending all your energy into other people. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it is. You know, you got to take some time for yourself. Yeah.
1: yeah, And and it is nice, like, to just, like, get things off your chest. Like, when, especially, like, when you come to the gym. Like, I had school today and everything, and then I did this workout, and it felt so nice that, like, after I got done on the rower, Josh gave me a nice compliment. He said, "Man, you're going so fast." Ended like immediately. <laughs> tell him to shut the f up. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Like instant reflex. Tell him to do that. It it just made me feel really good. Honestly. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, okay. No. okay yeah. Did it make you feel good to <laughs> say that to
0: me, or to hear it from me? Um, to
1: cuss at you and hear that <laughs> yeah. like after the fact, like I just took it as sarcasm.
0: Yeah, you know. because no, I was real. being genuine. But that's probably the only time I'm gonna let you get away with receiving a compliment from me. And also telling me to shut the F up. So you're you're welcome. It felt nice to get off,
1: get that off my chest. I knew it was so. do you Thank you it diff- for being there for me, John. <laughs>
0: do you yeah.
2: find it difficult to accept compliments?
1: Um, I think I, you do, actually. Here, here we go. We're going gonna gonna ana- to
2: analyze you now, Colton. I'm I was just kidding. afraid of that.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because then this podcast is going to get really long. Nope, nope. No, I'm just no that's <laughs> impossible. But, um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, do I?
0: Yeah. yeah, I think you do. It's because you're modest and humble, though.
1: Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's I would have said insecure, but that's good.
0: Maybe you're insecure. I don't, you know, I think you're secure.
1: I'm secure? Yeah.
0: So here's your challenge to you.
2: The next time someone compliments you, maybe not Josh, because who knows if he's being truthful Mm -hmm. or not, but (laughs) (laughs) But, um, instead of like having an excuse or brushing it off, say thank you and walk away.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what I usually I – mean, I'll be honest. Like, yeah, I do. I am very polite. It's just – yeah, it's just – No, gosh. I didn't
2: mean it for polite. Mean, I mean, you're no. accepting oh, it. Oh, accept instead it? Instead of dismissing it. Because oh, okay. dismiss Yeah, cool. Next time.
0: time, don't tell him to shut the F up.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I usually tell people when they compliment no. I me. Mean, but shut maybe I should up. stop that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. You need to get better at accepting compliments. You Here, know? we can
2: compromise. We can be like – Thank you, but shut that up. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. Add a little something-something <laughs> in something right. there, you know? All right, Megan. So we have a segment for our podcast called Rapid Fire Questions. Okay. Uh, this is how we end the podcast. Um, I guess I'm going to go first, but you answer the questions, first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay, first thing that comes to your mind. You ready for this? I
2: guess.
0: It's going to be five and five, so you'll get five through me and five through Colton. Ready? Okay. How many burpees have you done in your life?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thousands?
0: thousands wow like if you could pick just a number
2: i mean eight years of crossfit
0: burpees eight, three times 10, a
2: week i don't know because we did the burpee competitions oh
0: yeah yeah, so yeah i know
2: i've done i did like 500 during the burpee competition so i don't know definitely in the
0: over thousand, ten thousand, probably. probably yeah i guarantee you okay Goodness. uh favorite crossfit coach <gasps> no you did not <laughs> No, no, you, d- you cannot uh, pick a retired past. one. Oh, you cannot yeah. pick a, because your husband yeah. was one. Yeah, I mean, they listen
1: too. So like
2: maybe, a current one right now, current United one
0: that sure. is employed right now. <gasps> hey, yeah, first one that came to mind when I asked that.
2: I know I have to, and I feel bad, but I have to say Trevor because he's my oh, he's oh, that's OG. Fair. Like, that's he's fair. He is the my OG yeah. friend. He's the
0: here, big guy. So, yeah. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give Trevor that win.
1: Yeah, All and All
0: then right, Josh. Yeah, Josh. anyways what is your favorite flavor of ice cream i don't like ice cream i love that you said that i don't
1: like. Ice cream. I think
0: <gasps> ice cream is overrated why don't
1: you <gasps> yes. research your guests a little bit
0: well you think i'm gonna find that about megan all right no that's in that's in your title sure. right that's i'm in not your a big title. sweet person school so. psychologist doesn't like ice cream <laughs> <laughs> all right what is your dream house
2: oh well we're actually looking for a new house right now so I want a ranch style home all open concept because I want to be able to see like work in the kitchen and see my kids playing
0: like and I want I want to
2: have the cool house that all the I hope to have all the boys I want to be a boy mom I
0: don't want to be girls (laughs) manifesting that right now
2: no girls but have like a bunch of like boys over and that they can just like Destroy shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. If no, you're good. So, okay. you're good. I'm so you're good. good. <laughs> that was very
0: mild compared okay, okay, to okay. what... <laughs> to this, you know, this yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. Would you rather doing a podcast or being in a music video?
1: Podcast. Oh, that's a good question. Jeez. I
0: thought it was a good question. Oh, wow. I can podcast. tell you what I would rather.
1: What would you rather...
0: I think being on a music video. Would like be you would
2: be singing, or you would be like the model you, in the background? Your
0: choice, and okay. your choice. I mean, I don't know if you have a good singing voice, but.
1: Sorry, I interrupted your answer. I was just taken back.
2: No. Just kind yeah. of came out of the blue. Creative. Who knew? Uh,
0: yeah. Wow. Okay, podcast. There yeah, you go. So sure. you're living your dream right now.
2: For sure. I'm very much like talking more than singing. So.
0: <laughs> well, what about dancing?
2: <laughs> no one wants to see me dance.
0: Let's talk about dancing. I only like no, dance no. when I'm
2: like 10 dreams Have in. Have you seen so. Josh dance? Unfortunately. In uh, no. <laughs> his <Hey. laughs> short no, shorts. Because, oh my
0: because, no, the one time she did see me dance, were you at that Christmas party? Uh,
2: did you just ask me about that? at the, the we just talked about this.
0: No, at that Christmas party from two years ago. Oh
2: no, two that's and a half years li- ago. That's when we moved. So. Okay.
0: Yeah. You weren't there. Never mind. That would have been unfortunate. But though. I've seen you dance. <laughs> yeah, a few, that would have yeah, I've been seen you dance a few times. All right. Like fair you're not enough. It's <laughs> having
2: any alcohol and system. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, Cole. Right, I think you should go. All right. Best restaurant, Carney. What did you just say? Best, best restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.
0: Sorry. Sorry. It's trying to be rapid.
1: All right
2: um oh my gosh i love that <laughs> sorry he's got me really off <laughs> <laughs> i'm like just
0: laughing she's traumatized
2: likes that. So i
0: was like <laughs> uh, uh
2: i think coyote probably that is pretty okay. good. yeah i like kibachi so
1: mm-hmm. um country or rock rock wow. whoa 70s- farm girls sorry 70s rock, 70s rock favorite dude. favorite band eagles oh nice. that's wow that I is a love pretty decent yeah. Yeah. you know
2: too. the first song that i ever knew hotel california
0: really it's a
1: good one yeah
2: sing it to i sing it to my son as a lullaby <laughs>
1: oh that's great oh that's a that's a good one uh favorite hobby crossfit okay add a girl squat mm-hmm. or deadlift squat what motivates you
2: Hmm. i know this isn't rapid fire
1: First thing that comes to mind. No overthinking.
2: I'm trying. It's like I don't know how to say it, but it's just like um, my own desire to do. Yeah, where does your desire come from? Yeah, like my high functioning anxiety. I don't know. No, seriously. It's like I, I just I have high expectations for myself. Yeah. And I set goals, and I and I do it for the. I do it mostly for other people, and I'm trying to take more pride for myself these days. So
0: nice yeah that's good
2: but nothing i there's no ex. I i don't have external motivations so like okay. food doesn't motivate me
0: it motivates me
2: music or like going to a concert sometimes motivates me like to get through the week but yeah. the big one is my goals i set for myself and wanting to be i guess i want to be the best <laughs> i can yeah. be so. yeah
0: that's awesome megan i like that yeah okay well we need one word any word doesn't matter what word just one word
1: what? For <laughs> one, one? one
0: word doesn't matter what word it is any word that...
1: <laughs> so well, we can tell who's listening yeah. or
2: not. You know, the first word came to mind is stress, because that's what... All
0: right, <laughs> okay. there, there we go. go. Stress, guns, guitars, and barbells. Thank Good you. night. Good Thank you, Thank you, Megan. <laughs>